Barney and Friends Barney Simon Jacaranda FM you know, you can't just fall into that, you know, that that little mold of what yeah. you know what happened, and it, it is sad, and you know, but it, it is a good lesson, and you know, we we got to be careful every single day, and I think it's even worse nowadays with social media and all of that stuff. Someone can just you know send you a harmless tweet, you don't even think about it, then all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. things can go south from there. So you know, it is something that you need to be aware of. Right, uh, David Visser here with me here tonight till midnight. Uh, we still got that uh, shirt to give away. We're going to have to decide. Get those SMSs in 3794, Twitter cost of 1 Rand 50. And I'm going to talk about Afrikaans. No, no. I'm going to talk about Afrikaans. He's a big So I think he's a big Afrikaans. But I've got something funny here. Um, a couple of jokes, that, cricket jokes we have to tell. I mean, <laughs> what is uh, the Irish version of a hat trick? Three runs and three balls. Sorry, I just had to do it. But they did well, hey? They're doing <laughs> they, very they, well. <laughs> you know, they're one of those teams that you can never underestimate them. Yeah, we're going to talk about the World Cup a little later on as well, what's going on, your prediction as well. In the meantime, out of Ireland, the script. Let's find out a little later why David likes the song so much. Jack Rand FM, the script out of Ireland, and my in-studio guest is uh, David Visser. Apparently, Quibbers Visser is now following us there, Mr. Producer. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing, huh? Quibus is listening to the show. Quibus, <laughs> that's quite scary. I'm going to get him in here one night. But I'm going to have some coffee, bro. Hey, Mark was lacquer coffee. Yeah, nice. Okay, so uh, Varsity. Uh, obviously, you played cricket there as well. Did you play for Tux? Yeah, that's actually a funny story about that. Um, I got to Tux, you know, big dog from Pumalanga, all of that, and went to my first Tux cricket practice, and they shoved me in the fourth team. Unbelievable. And then I just decided I'm not going to play fourth team and I stopped playing and I didn't didn't play for Tux again. I gave it up for one or two months and just studied. But did you play one or two games for the fourth team? No, not nothing. At all. You I just went to decided- one training session. They stuck me with the fourths on the side there and I just decided I'm not going to waste my time with, with that. So... Uh, yeah, that was it. And I stopped playing cricket. That's amazing. That 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 changed your life. I think yeah. that decision. Yeah. Huh? Because you know the fourth team, they just drink beer and they yeah. don't really care. About it wasn't quite. It. I, it wasn't I quite my scene. See, eh? see you yeah. in that in that team. Um, so you you quit cricket. What made you? Well, I don't call it a comeback. But uh, how long did you quit mm. for? How long did that carry on for? It was probably for about three or four months or so, and then I was fortunate that. Then my coach at school, who took us to our under-18 provincial week, he became the coach of Easton's, which is the amateur side for the Titans. And me and him are very good friends and still, you know, one of the guys I've learned the most from. And, you know, he phoned me up and said, David, you know, come, I see you're not playing, but you come play a bit of club cricket and, you know, I want you in my team and we'll take it from there. And, we, we, you know, we were such good mates that I knew that I would have a good time with him. And back then, you know, at that stage, it wasn't about... You know, taking it further or anything, we're just having fun with mm. my mates. Well, if you didn't make that decision, you wouldn't be playing for the Proteas. Think about it. And in that life, you make that yeah. one decision, or you'd have still, maybe you'd have played third team now. You know, no, for I, I, you joke, but I remember in Pumalanga, mm. um, out of school first, just before I went to Tux, we were playing like Pumalanga senior side, and I got left out of the side, and I went to the coach and asked him, listen, you know, what's going on here? Why am I not on the team? And he just said straight, listen, I'm. Um, we just feel you're not good enough and we just feel you'll never be a professional cricketer so you know we're going to give someone else a chance and you know if that never happened to me I mm. might have still been at, at Mpumalanga the whole time and you know and wouldn't be sitting out today so it's funny how things work out and that person that said that 
Yeah, I know. I still remember him. <laughs> but yeah, shame, you know. It's, it's, it's worked out well for me. It's so like that, that thanks. thing about uh, the Beatles. Uh, you, you know, the, the record company turned the Beatles down. Yeah. You know, um, and the Rolling Stones turned them down. It's, it's, that's how life is. Eh? But uh, it just makes you stronger, I suppose. So then you're, you're, you started playing cricket there. Um, and did you enjoy your, your time there? And uh, are we going to talk about how it happened when uh, you got that call? To play for the Titans, you know what I mean? We're yeah. going to discuss that. But uh, tell me about the script quickly, uh, uh, Break Even. That was from their first album. You're a big uh, script fan. Yeah, um, I can't you know, say particularly why or anything. I just, you know, I like their sound. You know, their the music's good. They enjoy their sound. And that's nice and chilled. It's not, you know, it's not too hard. You know, you can just nicely relax, listen to good music. And they've been here twice. And David hasn't seen them because he had to play cricket. Nope, there's a lot of good bands that have been here that I've missed out on, but, you know, it's all worth it in the end. Who did you see in South Africa that you enjoyed? I saw Bon Jovi, which was fantastic. Um, Luxette, I saw Luxette mm. in there, yeah. And then I saw Smokey. I went to go watch Smokey. I don't believe and, it. Yeah, I went to go watch Smokey. And then Lihana we watched also, but that was like on the gallows. Didn't quite enjoy that that much. What's that Smokey song? Living Next Door to Alice. Who's what Alice, is the other eh? one? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, once again, a great entertaining band. I mean, I grew up listening to Smokey as a kid, yeah. and uh, now everybody laughs at Smokey, but these guys must be in their 80s, and they're still rocking, and it's all about entertainment. It's like cricket. Yeah. It's entertainment yeah. now. But we're going to discuss that as well. Uh, back in a flash, 37942 at a cost of one round fifty. Say hello to David Visser, and he is not the younger brother of Quibus Visser, okay? Quibus, who can I know he's listening to the show. Just now he'll, he'll pop in here. You never know. Okay, so uh, coming up next, some Jason Mraz. Also, Nate Dog and Warren G. A bit of rap on the shelf. Never done that before. And we got some Bon Jovi as well for you. Stay there. David Visser, my in-studio guest. Get those SMSs in. 37942 at a cost of one rand fifty. What are we giving away tonight? Where, where is... I just want to make sure it's here. Is that... <laughs> That's uh, a, a signed Momentum Cup T-shirt. Brilliant. And you're going to sign that for us. Yep. It's a collector's <laughs> item. Um, let's talk about the call. And obviously there were a lot of scouts out and about again um, looking for you uh, because you performed so well. Do you uh, Any highlights and lowlights when you played for, it was uh, what, Mapumalanga had to yeah, I played Pumalanga at school and then Easton's amateurs after that. So yeah. the Easton's, any, uh, yeah. what, do you remember something that stands out that, that you still uh, treasure? Uh, maybe a couple of sixes you hit or somebody you bowled out or something that's, that, that you'll treasure about that uh, time in your life? Well, I do remember my first game that I played for them, I got a duck, which <laughs> the you'll best never way to start. That, but it was only uh, upwards and onwards from there. Um, yeah, for Easton's, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, that time of playing cricket. Like I said, you know, my, at that stage, my best mate was playing there with me and we were mates with our coach and it was just a good time going away on tour, being young and stupid, you know, enjoying ourselves. And I played there for, what, about four, five, you know, about four seasons before, you know, Titans started taking notice and you get invited to like one or two inter-squad games, all of that. But, you know, for Easterns, it was just, you know, the, the, the times that I spent actually, you know, on the field and off the field with my mates that really stand out. Were you a better bowler then or a better batsman? Because you have uh, become uh, a great bowler now. But uh, at that stage? 
At that stage, I was more a batsman that just just started bowling. Like I said, I used to bowl spin, and then all of a sudden, the coach told me, "You way too tall to bowl spin. You got to start bowling seam." And you know that took me a while to get used to. So I started off as a batsman who could bowl a little bit, and then just developed into an all rounder after that. And what did you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy the five day thing, the T Twenty, the uh, the fifty overs? What stood out for you? Uh, because uh, we spoke about that earlier on, the youngsters, they just want to play T20 and whack that ball or whatever. But uh, there, there's a lot of psychology that goes into that, to stay on that crease for hours and, and bat through and whatever. What do you prefer? I know, it's a tough one because, you know, T20's always got that entertainment factor. It's, you know, it's short, it's quick, it's, you know, exciting and you get to express yourself in, you know, many different ways and shots and all of that stuff. Um so, you know, nowadays everything focused on T20 and the entertainment factor. But, you know, I, I have a hunch that if you ask any professional cricketer, you know, what's his favorite format, he'll have to say it's the longer version. You know, it's the four days that we play or, the, you know, the five-day test matches, you know, international. You know, because there's, there's nowhere to hide there. You know, that's the purest form of the game. You know, if, you, if you're battling there, you get, you know, you get found out fairly quickly. And, and you know, it's, it's a pity that nowadays everything, you know, gets focused on the T20 and the entertainment side where, you know, there's still a lot to offer in test matches. How do you think uh, we can get people to watch? I mean, at Lords, they still fill uh, this, you know, Lords or whatever in, in England. But in South Africa, how do you think? Uh, you know, and in Cape Town, it's always full. I mean, the the, the test matches there. But how do you think? Because uh, it's not really entertainment value. I, I think it's educating people again, uh, especially the youngsters. What yeah. what real cricket is all about? It's not just whacking a ball. How do you think we can fill those stadiums again? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's it's about you know making them appreciate that form of the game. And I don't know, to be honest with you, it is a little bit of a scary thing that's happening at this stage. You know, cloud attendance has gone down over the past few years, and you know we are you know the sponsors are trying hard to to get it back. And you know, I think, like I said, you just got to start at the schools again, mm-hmm. and you know, go there and you know have some coaching clinics and make them understand, you know, you know the the value of playing Test match cricket. Barney and friends, Barney Simon, Jackaran.